Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here with my friends Marilyn and Barb, and we are going to talk about NCAA sports, because these days a lot of homeschoolers are interested in playing college-level sports, and so they need to do some preparation way back at the beginning of high school. So so in our local state, Delaware, our umbrella school, Mount Sophia Academy, was one of the first schools that started a sports program that was NCAA level. So Marilyn, you, you, were, you were the key person here. So could you tell a little bit about that story? So many years ago, I think it's about 11 now, um, we had a family whose daughter was a swimmer and wanted to swim in high school. So we applied for DIAA, which is the Delaware Interscholastic Athletic Association, and had to prove that our umbrella school had courses and enough oversight that these students were not just staying home and having all this extra time so they could work on their sports. So they had to get um, an actual right. education yes. there. Yes. So because it is, even though it's the athletic association, it is under the you know the whole education system in Delaware. They want to make sure that the students are being educated. That led us to be accepted, the first homeschool umbrella school to be accepted as DIAA, and we had certain requirements that we had to meet. And that allowed our students to actually compete in the state level competitions. Um, so right. that was that was important, including state tournaments if they qualified for that. And in in doing that, then it made them eligible to be looked at by colleges and things like right. that. So a homeschooler can apply to a college for an and with an NCAA scholarship as an individual homeschooler. There is just many hoops that you have to. Um, kind of jump through and it's important to know this way ahead they have certain levels of classes that they accept everything has to be at least a level three which is college prep if you apply as an individual homeschooler you will need to send in scope and sequence the title of the book that you used all sorts of extra documentation to show that your student actually could fit under the educational part the the sports part you're going to have to work on separately but and it has to start in ninth grade and it has to be things that include things like um tests that you've given uh what pages exactly you've done in the book um, How you graded. Right. Yeah, so the, the, the curriculum used, uh, course description, the work done, the amount of work done in a, a course. How you decided on the level. Grades right. and, and all that. And all of this is submitted to NCAA. NCAA. And they decide whether that's acceptable to them or not, right? Right. So obviously, if you're doing this at the end of junior or beginning of senior year, it's a little late to go back and change what you did in ninth and 10th grade. So if you think your student is interested and has the ability to 
be accepted into a college on an NCAA scholarship, it is really important to start in ninth grade keeping track of all of that information. You can go on the NCAA website and find out what they require. Unlike colleges who usually require, I think, four maths and four sciences, I think they require three. They have 16 credits that have to be from um, approved classes. Uh, for for high school, so there right. has to be. So it's a little bit different than what you're trying to do for colleges, but the documentation is much more intense. Now, now, Barb, you were telling me about the core course catalog. Oh, would you would you like? All right, everybody, take a deep breath. Uh-huh. All right, just explain this one. Well, as a school, uh, we went ahead and got our core courses, which are. Um, science, math, language arts, social studies, and foreign language are classes approved for the NCAA so that when our students take any of them, they don't have to go through that whole rigmarole. Um, But one of the things that we had to do, there's very, again, specific requirements as a school, and one of the things we had to do was put on our website the core course catalog, which is a list of all of the classes that have been approved by NCAA. Um, and that just stays on our website all the time, so they can go to it and see what those classes are, even, even though that they've been approved. Um, so one of the things that if, again, as a homeschooler, your school or you were taking classes at another school, um, you would have to make sure that if those classes were approved by NCAA, I would ask for documentation from that school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and if they aren't, then you're going to still have to take, even though those classes were taken at a quote-unquote school, that you keep all of that documentation, scope and sequence, tests, things like that, because it's going to be treated as a homeschool class, even though if it was it was taken in another in another school, if that particular class wasn't NCAA certified. Is NCAA just like college applications is a game? And you play the game, and they have a lot of rules. But the rules are clear, sort of, right? And, and you can follow them. And just like college application stuff, you have to start early because it is really, really hard to go back and find all of that documentation from ninth grade when your student's a senior. I, I was talking to one of my digital friends one time, and her kid was starting to look at NCAA colleges in junior year, and they had only kind of kept a loose portfolio, and she was going back and reconstructing all of high school. So I never heard the end of that story, but I, I heard the stress in her voice. So say it again about when you start. Very early, and if you really think your student has the ability to – to obtain an NCAA scholarship, you need to start at the beginning of ninth grade keeping track of all of these things, or it's really hard to go back. Now, we did have one parent in our umbrella school who went back and did the documentation um, for her son for the classes that he hadn't taken at the school. And she was able to do it, but... um, she is a type A type personality or a type A minus, but her husband's a type A plus, so together <laughs> they, they average to type A. And they had documentation for everything. Good. Now, their student ended up not going to a school that had any NCAA 
sports. Um, she happens to be our athletic director. She and her husband together, and they did it partially to go through the process to see what mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. um, so that they could advise other parents who ended up in that same situation. Yeah, uh, we also had a few years back a young fellow who went into Harvard NCAA swimming. And do y'all remember any of the special things he did to make himself attractive? And we Besides had an swimming interview. 10 hours a day? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he was, he was a brilliant mathematician. So he just took, you know, basically his parents decided that he was taking all of his classes at, at our cover school so they didn't have to deal with that whole NCAA stuff. Mm-hmm. So all the core classes that he had, he took um, at, you know, at Mount Sophia. Now, again, he went into Harvard. He had to be brilliant to go into yeah. Harvard. He still yeah. had to, to do everything he needed to do to get into Harvard, and he would have gotten into Harvard even minus the NCAA, it was kind of like the icing on the cake um, for him. And uh, but what he did, his parents were very, you know, specific that they were just going to go the easiest route for them. Not that he didn't do other stuff at home, but all the core stuff that the NCAA cared about, he did at our school because they really did have that goal for him to swim mm-hmm. college level. And so they they just there were the hoops and they were jumping through them and that was a good way to do that. And part of the hoops that they jumped through is they actually moved him to our school because we did have high school swimming so that he could do the state tournament and all Mm -hmm. of those things that make you become noticed. I mean, he swam elsewhere as well, so he was going to be noticed, Mm -hmm. but that was one of the hoops they jumped through Mm -hmm. was having him swim at a high school so that he would have that high school level swimming on his transcript. That That's just a, a quick segue. Like, we're talking about the academic end of things, but we'd like to give a little advice on the side. And uh, so when, when you're asking for, if you're applying to college, if you're asking for recommendation, you want to have earned favor from the teacher, you know, by being a good student and showing up on time. If you need attention and help from a coach which you do if you're mm-hmm. going to apply to an NCAA mm-hmm. college. You need your coach willing to go above and beyond for you. So what kind of athlete do these kids need to be? Just the one that is out there and he's, it's all about him and he's the best one on the team? Or Coaches like their athletes to be coachable mm-hmm. and to be team players. Um, from other students who have wanted to play sports at a college not at NCAA level. One of the things that was recommended, because my son looked into this at one point, was to do a summer camp at the school you're interested in so that their coaches actually see you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then often you also have to be able to send them a video of the student in action doing their sport and things like that. Because... There are not all schools are going to have NCAA level right. athletics yeah. or not necessarily NCAA athletics in the particular sport your student wants to play. Right. Um, so even for an athlete who wants to go in and it, there's no scholarship involved but wants to be able to play for the team, there are hoops to jump through. And one of those is to get that coach to be aware of your abilities and one of the best ways to do that according to what we were told was to go to a 
some kind of a summer camp kind of situation that that coach is running at their school so they it's can amazing see you how they person. see you yes <laughs> and to really go there and and give it your all and be a good team player and right can i make another comment too yeah um those of you who have boys um a lot of times we're very tempted to some schoolers especially if we have a student that's academically gifted mm-hmm. to actually graduate them early That can be a huge disadvantage in actually boys who want to then go on and play sports teams because boys develop later than girls do. And the colleges, I know of a case, and it wasn't actually a homeschooler, it was a a son of a friend of mine, um, who ended up graduating early and uh, because they started school early because they were academically Mm -hmm. gifted. And basically, they were told by pretty much the coaches, we really wish you would have had an extra year in high school. We just can't take you right now because you aren't quite good enough. In another year, you will be. So it, it worked against him. On yes. the, academically, it was good. Sports-wise, not good. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Just all these little details that you may not ever know ahead of time. So that's why we have people sharing advice. <laughs> so. Yeah. For many reasons... Think before you decide to graduate a student early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it works and works great. Yeah, because there's, there's not one right way. To but, homeschool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's also so many things you can do with that senior year if all your credits are mm-hmm. done um, to really build a, an amazing transcript and life experiences, but we won't tell you how to run life. Uh-huh. All right. Any other suggestions you guys have? Just go back to starting early. Yeah, starting Start early. Start early. The more, the more things, even if you're not 100% sure, you're better off keeping doors wide open than closing them too early because they're hard to pry open again. <laughs> Beautiful analogy and good way to stop. So thank you all for joining me again. I just, I, it makes me happy to sit with you guys. So, all right. Well, this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.